Hey everybody, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast is all about you and helping you reach the big goals that you have in your life. And what next steps do you want to take to get there? I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and welcome to episode 43. It's really great to have you here. And I want to thank you for listening to the I Dare You podcast week after week. It is really good to see you here. I am your guest today, and I'm recording this episode while visiting family for Thanksgiving in Lafayette, Colorado. It's just outside of Denver. And let me just paint the scene for you right now. I'm sitting at a small, antique, wooden dining room table at the home of Woody Nelson. He's my father-in-law. And Woody is 99 years old, everybody. And quite simply, he is one of the, the finest men I've ever known. In the house right now, it's, it's quiet. And if you listen closely, you can hear the ticking of the clock on the wall behind me. You know, everyone else is out of the house. They're prepping for the Thanksgiving meal at Jackie's house. Jackie is one of Woody's eight children. Yeah, eight children. And I'll be heading over there as soon as I'm, I'm finished recording this episode. Because all around me are the most prized possessions of a 99-year-old man. All around me, I see old photographs of family and friends there on the fridge. As I look to my left, I see a bookshelf filled with the, just a great collection of National Geographic magazines and pictures of his family and mementos accumulated over those 99 years. Behind me is a beautiful photo of Woody and all eight of his children taken last year at a family wedding in Jackson, Wyoming. Just perfect. And being here in this space, and this time of year especially, has me thinking about what makes for a happy, healthy life. Have you ever thought about that? Now, if I were to ask you, what are your major life goals? What would you say? You know, survey after survey of millennials shows that they want a couple things. You know, younger people, right? They want wealth and they want fame. So therefore, with that being the case, we all know what we need to do, right? We go to college. We work hard. We strive to achieve more. And then when we achieve more, <laughs> we, we want to achieve more. And the cycle continues. And to have a good life, I mean, that's what we all want, right? But what if, what if we really focused on this episode, on what keeps people happy and healthy over the long term? And if you are one of these individuals that wants more happiness and to be healthier, who doesn't want that, right? Well, this episode is for you. And I've got some simple and profound research and steps we can take to help us live a happier, healthier life. So now, let's get into it. What if we could watch lives unfold over an entire lifetime from teenagers into old age and have a focus on what keeps people happy and healthy? Well, now we can because of the lessons learned from the longest longitudinal study on happiness over a lifetime. It's a 75-year Harvard study of adult development. It's one of the longest studies of its kind, and it is remarkable. It tracked the lives of 724 men. Since 1938, a group of boys from Boston were in one group, and then sophomores at Harvard College were part of the other group. And they watched their lives unfold. They watched their vocation, their home life, their health, marriages, uh, winning, going to war, having children, career changes, successes, setbacks, looking, in, looking at their medical record, doing video interviews. Every year, the men would, would answer more and more questions. And now 60 of the 724 men are still alive. Now, here's the point. The secret to a happy, healthy life is not about fame. It's not about wealth. It's deeper. It's much deeper than that. The bottom line, good relationships are the foundation of a great life. Now, there are three big takeaways from this research study. The first, would it surprise you to learn that good relationships keep us happier and healthier longer? After all, we are social creatures. We thrive through connection, 
to those around us related to that point is that loneliness. Loneliness is a real killer. And in fact, in this study, it, it equated loneliness to smoking and alcoholism. We know about the negative impacts of alcohol, right, and smoking and the long-term health. But loneliness was just as negatively impactful. Think about that. Wow. Now, those who self-defined as lonely are just in a toxic situation. They are less happy, and they have faster health decline, and their brain function declines faster than those that are not. Now, pull up just a bit. Research shows that one in five of us report that we are lonely. Lonely does not mean just sitting in your apartment all alone. You can be surrounded by people. You can be surrounded by people, interacting with people every single day, and you can still experience that feeling of loneliness. Now, that really bothered me, I have to tell you. But I went onto Twitter, and I saw lonely was actually trending on Twitter. And so I, I searched for it, and I started reading some of the, some of the comments or the posts on Twitter. And um, they were just calls for help, people who just were not fulfilled, and they were lonely. They were longing for that connection. And their outlet was to go online, on Twitter, to get that connection. And I found that to be um, enlightening and really troubling as far as how many people, but also their outlet being something electronic and social media. So I went further. I talked to a couple of friends and family members in the mental health field. They helped me understand that you, there are some who have anxiety, uh, but you, we all have felt anxious at some time or another. It doesn't mean you have anxiety. You also then, all of us, have felt lonely from time to time. You know, I reflected back on when are the times when I felt lonely in my life, and there have been times, and it always comes back to working too much, honestly. I love hard work. I love the hustle culture, frankly, and um, it gives me energy. But when it goes too far, it goes too far. And I invest so much time and resources into dozens and hundreds of acquaintances that when that happens, I don't invest as much time as I need to and should into these deeper connections with the people most important in my life. All right, so how does that work for you? Does that resonate at all with anybody? (laughs) Second major point of this study is that quality of close relationships matter. It's the quality over the quantity. The greatest predictor of long-term health was the relationship satisfaction at age 50. In fact, the study went on to say that the relationship satisfaction at age 50 was predictive of health at age 80. Robert Waldinger, who's the program director, said, quote, It wasn't their cholesterol levels that predicted how they would grow old. It was how satisfied they were in their relationship. The people who were the most satisfied in their relationships at age 50 were the healthiest at age 80. Wow. Right. Now, that does not give us permission now to just let our... (laughs) Let our health go and to start eating poorly and not exercising and forgetting about our cholesterol. And just as we spend a lot of our time and resources in our nutrition and our exercise and other things, relationships are also right there in that top tier, everyone. And now I do have to highlight one other key point of this study that impacts so many of us. Ages 20 through 60, that's when we're doing what? We're working, most of us. And that's where great relationships are formed. That's where we spend the bulk of our time. The Gallup organization, that is, they do so much work on employee engagement and overall well-being. They have a wonderful survey that, that tests that and, and measures employee engagement. You know, one of the questions is on the survey, do you have a best friend at work? Do you have a best friend at work? Now, why would they do that? When you have a best friend at work, you're more committed, you're more engaged, you're in this together. And that's that deep connection that keeps us moving day after day. Now, the third big point, good relationships also protect our mental health. Memories stay sharper. Our memory declines are less. 
We can count on the other person when the going gets tough. Okay, now that I've summarized a 75-year study from Harvard, one of the best that's ever been done on health and happiness and longevity, I say we put it to the test and let's talk to someone who very well could have been part of this study. He is my father-in-law, Woody Nelson. He is 99 years old. He grew up in Kensal, North Dakota, which is a small town. <laughs> Whatever you're thinking of, it's not small enough. It's a small town west of Fargo, near Jamestown, North Dakota. And he also is a World War II vet. He joined the Army in 1943 and was assigned to the 50th Signal Battalion in England. While there, uh, met several other musicians, and he acquired a trumpet there. And, and they played from Normandy, France, to Leipzig, Germany. Woody taught school for 30 years, uh, six in North Dakota and another, I think, 24 years in Minnesota. He was also married to Bev for 61 years. You know, Woody is also a professional musician over the years. He would do side gigs um, all around Minnesota and the Midwest. And uh, when he moved out to Colorado, even, even well into his 90s, just an amazing musician. But he didn't have much time to prepare, uh, literally a few minutes. <laughs> but I wanted to get his take on the study. So I briefed him on it and asked him a few questions. Here's how it went. Okay, Woody, first question. Here we go. So you've heard the study results, uh, high level. What have you learned about relationships and health and happiness? What do you think? I think I've learned that uh, uh, over the years, family is the most important thing. We we had a family of eight children, and uh, that's the most thing that I'm proud of. I mean. They all grew up, uh, went to school, and uh, all of them have been to college, and uh, nine have degrees. I mean, not nine, but seven. And the other, the one that hasn't gone to college has made a success of it, life, uh, does some of the things that I did because he has a responsible job, and then he also wor works uh, running karaoke shows. <laughs> so, Okay, Woody, thank you. Now, follow-up then. Music has been a big part of your life. Your whole family is very musical. But through your years, over the years, you've been involved with music. Why were you so involved with uh, being a musician and being in the bands? What was behind that? What did you learn? Being a professional musician on the side was was uh, good for me, but not probably good for my wife. Uh, you do things f for the family. I was I was gone up to three nights a week after uh, <laughs> my wife said one time that uh, I. I we we did, didn't do a, a lot of good dancing because I was gone on the, those nights. <laughs> what 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 my extra work habits were were something that I enjoyed probably better than my work, and it all also provided income. Uh, that uh, we wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, Woody, a lot of people listening have big goals for this new year, 2023. Um, and 
What have you learned along the way? Or maybe a better question is, what advice do you have for someone who may be thinking about doing something um, big for their family and for themselves this new year? <laughs> that I don't know. I mean, okay. Ready? what you have to do today is to, to determine what is important to you, what, what effect is it going to have on your family, and uh, I, I think the learning process sets all the way along. You learn how to cope with the things that appear on the on the horizon and uh, adapt to them. That is a great that's a great perspective right there. Okay, Woody, you ready? Now, Woody, one of the things in this study had to do with loneliness is so damaging and so prevalent. What is your perspective on that? I suppose the isolationism is the, the part of loneliness. You always aim for association. And when I grew up in a small town, we were, our, we were the organizers we made activities that uh, that uh, made us happy and uh, healthy. Uh, for example, in the spring of the year, as soon in April, as soon as possible, we we started playing softball. Not not uh, adult organized. But children organized games, and we played every night on a vacant lot until it was dark. I don't know whether that answers any questions, but it uh, it helped me. I'm sure it was a much more simpler growing up for me in a small town where I got to do everything that was available because I was uh, active. I uh, made enough money working small paying jobs during high school and to pay for my first year of college. Uh, this was be before people had heaps of money. Uh, I worked for a dollar a day and uh, worked inside the hardware store, outside of the hardware store, and uh, had the responsibility of, of uh, uh, oh, I'd say, honesty and uh, be, being a, a person who, who wanted to learn and learned. It was not sitting there watched the world, world go by, but uh, uh, try to keep up with it. Well, Woody, thank you for sitting down with us and being part of this uh, interview. Your insights, spot on, and so full of wisdom. Uh, so thank you very much. And my last question, I promise. Uh, Michelle here is in the room. Do you care to confirm that she is your favorite daughter? <laughs> I have six favorite daughters. 
All right. Thanks, Woody. But there's a lot there where Woody gave us. Everyone heard something a little bit different. For me, what I heard was there's a real, obviously there's a value in relationships, uh, front and center, uh, looking back on one's life. Relationships are what's matter. It's cliche, but it's the truth, everyone. <laughs> and to invest more into relationships, you know, that's, that's where it's at. But also, if you listen closely, there's also something else behind finding that passion and that purpose that also allows you then to build relationships and discover as you become your best self, that allows you also then to develop strong relationships with others. At least that's what I heard. And then regarding loneliness, I, there's something here, everyone, about just getting in the game, about just getting out there and, and more than just staying busy, but being part of the community and embracing it and being part of the solution as opposed to taking three steps back. Maybe the answer to loneliness is taking two or three steps forward and being part of the group, being part of that community. I know, as Woody said, it may be easier when you're part of that small town and what's a completely different different time, but yet those opportunities still remain for us to engage and to get in the game. I think the way Woody framed it was to be part of the world, to catch up with the world. And I love that phrasing. I think it's really intentional and very wise. But if you agree with everything I just said then, why is it so hard to address? Or maybe the better question is, why is it so easy to ignore? Well, obviously, we're busy, right? We all want a quick fix, and this is not a quick fix. We are overscheduled, we're distracted, and relationships, they take time. They take investment, lifelong. You really got to be engaged in it. It never, never ends. So what can we do? What should we do? Well, obviously, the big takeaway from the study is lean into relationships. Probably more directly, invest more into relationship. And how, you might ask? Well, it is endless, everybody. It's endless. I'm just going to give you a few thought starters that could spark some ideas for you. First, Amit Sood, who's a doctor who wrote a great book, one of my favorite books called Handbook for Happiness. One of his points on developing relationships is to appreciate transience. And all that means is that our time here is finite. So here's a quick exercise that you can do. Are you ready? Think about the most important people in your life right now. Who's coming to mind? And let's say it's your mom. Let's assume you see your 70-year-old mom four times a year. Four times, that's it, right? You're across the country, you're busy, kids, life is taking over, you're back for Christmas, back at the summertime, you see her four times a year. How many more times do you see her in this life? If she lives to age 85, about 60 more times. That's all. So I invite you to do the math on the most important people in your life, the people who are the closest to you. And knowing that these shared moments are finite and they are fewer than we think. And that awareness shines a spotlight on the need to be more intentional about our relationships with the people closest to us. The second thing you can do is to get out of your house and meet more people. I know that sounds scary, especially if you're an introvert, but it's the truth. You will have a better chance of developing relationships with people, meaningful relationships, if you do connect with more people. <laughs> So what that means is we've gotten in some pretty bad habits uh, through the pandemic of just staying home, getting really comfortable, but we do need to get out of the house. And once we are out of the house, then we need to actually meet people. That's where it starts. Let's put our handheld devices away. Put your phones away. It's so easy to be distracted when we are around others and when we get a little uncomfortable, just <laughs> pull out the smartphone and bury your head into the device. Uh, try it. Try to pull your head up and just talk to people. Uh, try it next time you go to Starbucks or a coffee shop. Yes, you may feel like a sociopath at first, but trust me, it gets easier. The point is it's so easy to stay right where we are and lean on the technology, lean on the handheld device, and let's, let's push back on that and let's get out of the house. 
there's a whole lot of lonely people out there that may be feeling like they just want a deeper connection. In fact, let's assume that everyone does. And let's go do something about it. And the final idea for you is 2023 is coming up. What type of goal will you set for yourself in this new year to, to connect more and to deepen relationships with the people most important to you in your life? I know you're going to have a physical goal and a financial goal and other things. But what about a relationship goal? Perhaps you're scheduling time every single day to build relationships with others, uh, to be able to send text messages or flip, flip your phone around and send a video message to someone. Or maybe you're thinking of uh, uh, someone important in your life that you want to schedule time with to do something really special and fun. My encouragement to you is to do it. Stop thinking about it. Put it on the calendar and work toward that. Maybe it's at a high schooler who's going to be going off to college soon. You do not have much time, so stop thinking about it and schedule it. You'll look back on it and be glad that you did. So that's it. That's what I wanted to share with you from the home of Woody Nelson. And Woody, thank you so much for being our special guest. It was really good having you uh, make this cameo. You did well, didn't he? Wow. And I'm sure he would be honored to be your grandfather if, if you need one. And he also would be a pretty mean trumpet player if you're starting a brand new band. Uh, guaranteed. Guaranteed he will deliver. Um, so now, everyone, make sure you are following me on Instagram at DarrenJohnson1 and at IDareYouPod. Here's my challenge to you. Any way that you are implementing any of these ideas that you heard in this podcast or from Woody, I'd love for you to tag me at DarrenJohnson1 or at IDareYouPod on Instagram. Better yet, take a screenshot right now from your handheld device and then Post your biggest aha using that screenshot on Instagram. Again, at IDareYouPod and at DarrenJohnson1. And thank you again for listening. You have so many choices in digital content. It is mind-numbing. And yet you're here on this podcast listening. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you. Now, as we sign off on our podcast, you're going to be hearing Woody and his band from probably, probably 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago when he was in his 80s, <laughs> uh, singing Misty. Enjoy this. The ballroom dance floor is ready. And I will see you back here next week on the I Dairy Podcast. Another great guest. I can't wait for you to hear it. I'll see you then. Look at me. I'm as helpless as a kitten in a tree. I feel like I'm clinging to a cloud. I can't understand I get misty Just holding your hand On my way And a thousand violins begin to play Or it may be the sound of your hello That you I hear